Hello, and welcome to Cackling Hags, a podcast with two girlies from the Midwest with too many thoughts to keep to ourselves. Join us as we discuss the intersections of all things Bravo, pop culture, sports, progressive politics, and really anything else that's on our minds. Um, We do want to give a heads up on today's episode. We are giving a content warning. Uh, We will be discussing sexual assault and gun violence. Um, So, hey, Beth, how's it going? Well, hey, I mean, with that. (laughs) Right. What an intro, huh? (laughs) What an intro. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm doing, I think, as well as anybody could be doing in the world right now. How, How are you, Allie? Yeah, um, well, I'm sure you uh, either went to bed last night with the news or woke up this morning with the news of the tragedy that played out in Maine with, once again, another mass shooting. It, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it's in you know, Groundhog's Day, like we're waking up to these news and hearing these stories all the time now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, this one really, it's really been sitting heavy on my heart today because I was just in Maine a few months ago. I have some friends who are in a nearby town, kind of on lockdown right now. Um, and yeah, and uh, just, you know, obviously any shooting is a tragedy. And recently at my my side job as a blackjack dealer, uh, there was a shooting outside the bar there. And, you know, it was like we were sheltering in place and like two people died. So it's just like everything's hitting really close to home right now. So it's been kind of a rough day, to, to say the least, um, on top of like all the other chaotic news in the world. Um, yeah. Finally got a speaker of the house after how long, I guess? Yeah. Uh. It's just, yeah, like tragedy after tragedy. So um, I'm happy to be discussing fun, bravo, lighthearted things now because I'm happy to have tuned out for the day on the on the news. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as you said, it's really, really bleak that gun violence is so normalized in our country. I hate to say this, but it almost doesn't even phase me anymore when I see that there was a mass shooting. And I don't mean in a, you know, in an empathetic way. It definitely phases me in an empathetic way, but it doesn't surprise me. And I think that it's so common that we're at the point where almost everybody either knows somebody who's been involved in a shooting or knows somebody who was very close to being involved in a shooting. Uh, My closest experience is last around the holiday season, there was somebody at the Ward Parkway Mall, if everybody from Kansas City knows where that is. I have a friend who works there. I had a, my best friend's husband was there at the time and it just really hit me like this is so common, we could be anywhere. And it's like, you can't go out without that risk right i know it's like it's i mean and and i hate to say it but it's like almost a calculation you take right like going to a concert or going to like a sporting event it's like things could happen and it's just become such a normal part of our society that you know it i mean obviously it made the news but it's like again in this crazy news cycle people are barely blinking an eye yeah just it's just sad i think it's that in the combination of you know nihilism and i don't want to say apathy because i think that that is putting way too much onus on people 
our government has failed to act on this. So why would we wake up energized, ready to email this new Speaker of the House, telling him that we want him to act on gun violence? I mean, that is a joke. Right. So they, they've proven time and time again. I mean, I think it, it's really sad, but thinking back to like Sandy Hook Elementary School, mm -hmm. if that wasn't the time where people were going to do like, it was almost like that was their turning point. Like, yeah, first graders, first graders were killed in yeah. their classrooms and nothing happened. And it's right. like, it's, it just if, like looking back on that moment, it's just like that was when that was when I knew that it wasn't going to change. And it's just it's really sad. Yeah, yeah, I remember that as well very vividly and then we had the texas tragedy a year or two um ago that was very reminiscent of sandy hook and i'm thinking of you because i know that um you were in that incident a couple of weeks ago a month ago i mean it's been it's fresh yeah it wasn't it wasn't too long ago it was a uh, yeah it was too close to home and uh it was a uh... I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of weird. And how it was weird also how quickly the community moved on. Like in you know, we're a small town. Like yeah. we're the capital, but we're a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of crazy how it was like it's one of the bars that's like almost an institution in this town. Um mm -hmm. and yeah, it was just like people were back drinking there the next day like nothing happened and it's just it kind of blew my mind and I haven't like heard any, any updates about it. It's just like, everybody's just moved on with their lives. And it's crazy to think that that's how our society works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Well, thank you for bringing that up. I do think it's important. We take the space to talk about, you know, these things that are happening um, while also, you know, getting back into our Bravo groove because one of the reasons we love Bravo and pop culture so much is because it's a little bit of an outlet and we can tune out and just enjoy enjoy these silly things in life while we are enduring these really heavy, um, heavy moments. So exactly. Yeah. Bravo is a nice escape from reality. It is. You it know, is technically reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Um, as you said, we've got a new speaker of the house. Um, I really don't have a lot to say about it other than he sounds awful. I read a little bit about him. Um, I didn't know he existed. I didn't know he existed, yeah. but he is just as awful as, you know, the last speaker probably, I mean, I don't, I really hate doing this like comparison of right. Republicans, particularly the far right Republicans. So I'm not even going to get into that. But other than that, I mean, those are quite, those are some heavy hackles. Let's get into our little more like lighthearted cackles yeah. and hackles yeah. and as a refresher for those of you who may not have listened to the pilot episode which is totally okay we welcome bandwagon fans so if you're jumping <laughs> onto the bandwagon um we share our cackles and hackles every week and 
our inspiration for, well, for the name of this podcast and for this section is Jessel from the Real Housewives of New York. And as Jessel says, you know, cackling hags is like calling someone a cheerio in British. So <laughs> cackling hags. <laughs> um, so with that being said, Allie, what are your cackles and your hackles of the week? So I, I have two that I was going to go with, um, but I have an addition because I just watched a, a YouTube video. I don't know if you've been following the Hassan Min, Minhaj story. Yes. Um, the New Yorker takedown piece. And then he released a 20 minute video explaining everything. Um, number one, cackling that he came with the receipts. Love that for him. Oh my um, God. Number two, uh, I really hate that he had to do it in the first place because- right. Like the, I mean, just the story itself just seemed crazy. Like he's a comedian. We all know they embellish their stories, like to make them funny. Like that's part of telling a story as a mm -hmm. comedian. So mm -hmm. it just seemed crazy that they even like decided to fact check him in the first place. Um, especially since he's like leading contender for uh, the Daily Show host. Right. Like it's just mind blowing. Um, anywho, I didn't like the takedown piece in the first place. I love that he came back winging um but again hate that he had to do it but yeah. my original cackles and hackles um i know the kardashians are extremely problematic in so many ways but i really can't stop watching it's a problem that i have just come to terms with at this point um but kim kardashian on the most recent episode is like doing a thing with uh carl lagerfeld lagerfeld uh his cat Carl Lagerfeld passed away. He was the head of like Chanel or some fancy brand that I'm never going to be able to afford. But he has <laughs> been, like famous for like bringing his cat with him places. Um, and Kim Kardashian is like doing a thing where she has to like hold the cat. So she had to make an appointment to meet the cat beforehand. And the cat absolutely hated her, was like biting at her and like scratching at her. And it was so much comedy. Like it was the dumbest part of the show, but I was cackling to myself because like that cat was pissed and it was amazing um and then my real hackle is uh today is what october 26th and in bismarck north dakota we are experiencing our first winter storm i think we are at about seven inches of snow today um, oh my gosh up to 12 um and yeah like schools just went on like normal today everybody was just out doing their business so um, I hate it. <laughs> um, it's going to be here probably through April. So I'm just like, Ugh. It. but, uh, it's just, it feels too early. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, um, about the takedown piece, I definitely saw, cause I follow him on Instagram and I saw that he released a clip. So thank you for that reminder. I really want to go watch it. I um, yeah, like, where is our, why is the New Yorker fixating on him? Where's the takedown of Joe Rogan or Andrew Tate or any of those right. disgusting douchebags? Right. Like, and, like, and, you know, they accused him of making up racism. And it's like, he is a brown, like, Muslim man in America. Yeah. Who, like, lived through the Patriot Act. Like, and who is now currently living through another. another middle Mid east tragedy and like, right where islamophobia yeah. is going to be on the rise already has been on the rise exactly. so it's like why would he make that up to tell like 
yes, he maybe told like twisted the story to make it a better story. Like yeah. that's what he does as a storyteller. But yeah. the the thing like he wants to get across is like he was doing it so you felt the emotions he was feeling. Yeah. And it's not to like twist the truth, which is like that's what a good storyteller does. Yeah. So, um it's a it's a nice twenty minutes, so it's uh nice little fact check and yeah he comes with audio recordings he like oh my gosh screenshots of emails and text messages like he came with receipts i love a receipt moment i'm gonna watch that with patrick my boyfriend because he is really into that stuff so i'm gonna put that on the list of things for us to watch together yeah, um but what yes your, what are your cackles and hackles though beth Okay, well, let me start off with my, I'm going to start off with my hackle because I think it is in the same vein as your cackle, only different. Um, Dave Portnoy, I, like, I am so tired of this man. I hate that this man is so popular and is such a fabric of sports culture and sports journalism. And I tweeted this earlier today from my silly little burner, but he's also proof that cancel culture does not exist. It's like we really just like glossed over his entire sexual assault scandal and the disgusting things that he did to underage women. And he continues to be this raging sexist asshole with a microphone. So I'm just scrolling Instagram and he has this fixation back to your cackle on Kim Kardashian. He just goes off about Kim Kardashian. I swear every other week he's obsessed with her. And it's for like the most benign things. Like as you said, there are plenty to criticize about the Kardashian Kardashians. I am not quite as deep into the lore. I kind of have FOMO. Um, we talked about it last week where I'm I'm a very late um, joiner of the pop culture and reality TV world. So I understand, you know, the allure and how they're fascinating and transformed pop culture in so many ways. I also understand that there are a lot of problems in that family. But Dave Portnoy can just take a seat. And I hate that, like, I, I just, I hate that he's just always there. I mean, he was getting into all of this fodder, even with the Nebraska-Michigan game, because he's a Michigan fan, and a lot of the, you know, Nebraska sportscasters are friendly with him. And I was just like, why do I have to see this man? Like, go away, you're disgusting, Um and I say this and I still follow like the Nebraska Barstool account. So I'm, I've been reminding myself, like I need to deplatform him myself if I really think that he should be deplatformed. But it's also like, you know, the Barstool memes and journalists are just so, you they're can't really everywhere. escape them. Yeah, they're everywhere. everywhere. Barstool has become such a culture. Yeah. Like, and it has, yeah, now all these like offshoots and mm -hmm. it's like, you like you said you you can't get away like yeah. I was watching Vanderpump Rules and I realized Jax Taylor wears a ton of barstool clothing and that's all makes you need sense to know. yeah like, like Jax Taylor had a barstool flag in his like little tiny studio apartment that Brittany moved into with him and I was like I didn't put it together then but like 
it makes sense. Makes sense. Totally on brand. I also think that they've been overcorrecting a little bit. I saw a Barstool journalist tweet and write a blog about how we've been too tough on Brittany Mahomes. And I was like, well, thank you. And I read, uh, I agreed with everything that he wrote. But then it's like, you all have been very instrumental in engineering and manufacturing this bizarre fixation on Brittany Mahomes. So, and, you know, I don't know the history of this particular journalist. Um, and he was retweeting all of these angry DMs from angry men that he was getting because he was saying nice things about Brittany Mahomes. It's like, this is your Frankenstein. Y'all have created this monster. Right. Like, don't. People. Like... Yeah. Do not make me do a media analysis because I am not above that. I will go dig up tweets. I will go dig up blogs and I will go, you know, study. I will be a scholar in how Barstool has completely embellished and manufactured, poured gas on the fire of the Brittany Mahomes of it all. Don't make me do it because I will. <laughs> oh, I know you. I feel, I feel like you're like... 75% of the way there already. I know. I, am. I have it all in my head. I just need to yeah, write, it, write down. it down. Maybe um, we'll episode is a deep dive sometime, maybe, on Barstool. Yeah. Yeah. And we can invite. I know that there are people who've done a lot of deep dives, so we could invite someone on if we ever get that far. But anyways. Um, our 10 downloads. Shout out to our... I know. Oh, my gosh. Our first week, we had 10 downloads. We love you guys so much. Yes. Thanks for supporting our little uh, crazy idea that we have. But uh, yes. let's talk about your cackle. What was your cackle this week? Oh, my gosh. My cackle, y'all, is Dory on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I just... She killed me. The first episode, she was on her game it's like we got season seven dorit back was that the season when she like really came to play um yeah. yeah oh my goodness i was so happy to see it <laughs> i was so happy to see it too and i really hope she continues to you know give erica and even kyle frankly i want to see a change in dynamics i think that's why the the crowd the fan base has gotten so bored of beverly hills because it's the same dynamic and there's never ever really a change up kind of like summer house you know what i mean yeah. like we like to see shifting alliances we like to see frenemy vibes we like to see shade and dorit right. oh my gosh that um one of her first talking heads when she impersonated erica jane i oh, was God. dead the hair yes flip. oh my gosh I the was... hair flip that was so good it was really, so good. She went for it, and I hope it continues, because if she is like this all season, it could be her best season yet. It could be her best season yet. Yeah, I really hope it wasn't like a, you know, start strong and flame out type situation. That would make me really sad, but... Now with the PK news... The I PK know! Like, is that going to play out too? Like... I, I mean, I... Think so. I mean, we saw the cracks already yeah. from the first episode. I will say, and I know, like, some, I've seen some of the feedback, and some people are like, ugh, I don't want to see an entire season of just Doree and Kyle's marriage issues. But I also, I'm like, but maybe I kind of do, because Kyle, seeing Kyle in that mode too, I was like, wow, wow. Like, she really. She, Kyle oh my gosh, it was kind of chilling, like the way that 
Mauricio was just like, don't know. I don't want you to go to talk. Like, he was shook at the way that she responded. Don't tell her what to do. Right. Yeah. Shut up, Mauricio. Don't ever do that. Yeah. Um, Number two, I kind of don't blame. I mean, I guess she does only have five tattoos. So that is probably something he should have known. But I don't know how many tattoos I personally have on my body. Oh, really? Wow. I'm starting to sleep. I've lost count. Um, So I'm like. That's funny. That's a funny thing to call him out for, but it, I guess if you only have five and you're it's, married for 27 years, you should probably know that. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she called him out his face. I cannot wait. And that's another thing, you guys, is I think we said it in our first up, and if we didn't, then we're saying it now. This is a very scrappy pod, so we are, if we ever make it big, we'll get all of the fancy, you know, software to do and voiceovers and play clips and we hope we strive to be there someday but the other thing that we might or might not do is be content generators and creators i don't really have the energy i like try i'll update stories but i cannot wait for the other bravo accounts to just like share the mauricio faces i mean they were just to die for i mean i what in the world oh my gosh jaw literally like drop like you could see his mouth yeah it was wild like yeah and it was almost like she knew, like, she wa- she had something she wanted to get off her chest, for sure. And, like, yeah. he had no idea. He seemed completely caught off guard. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited for this season of Beverly Hills. I think, I think we're in for a good one. I am, um, too. And I will say I will always have an affinity towards Beverly Hills because, as we discussed last week, Vanderpump Rules was my gateway into Bravo, and so naturally Beverly Hills was next, and then it was like Atlanta, New York, um, all of those other, you know, amazing franchises, but Beverly Hills really is how I was introduced to the Housewives, and I know that there have been some seasons that have been a complete bust, but now looking back, I'm like, I still kind of enjoy those seasons. I mean, even the Munchausen season, like... Just because the Hadids are such a big deal in pop culture, I think we have to look back and think, hmm, those were, you know what? Those were some moments. moments. Never going to forget those. Yeah, they they really did some good work. Um, they did over the years so they did um wow y'all well we kind of launched into our bravo section which is usually last and we'll kind of circle back to bravo um but the next the next section is going to be a regular segment until it's not and it was kind of you know the genesis of the pod it's what brought all of our interests together um, but let's talk about the Travis and Taylor section. Um, ugh, this is a week where I, I'm going to be a little bit more cynical this week. And I don't know if it's because of how I'm just feeling this week or, you know, or what. But I, you know, we all know by now. And as we kind of touched on last week, I've just been waiting for the Jackson Mahomes shoe to drop because we all knew he was like around and lurking we all knew he was in the same place as taylor and Brittany. i but he hadn't yet been seen with taylor and i've kind of been anticipating and also not looking forward to the first time that he's seen with taylor so 
Um, Ali, what was your reaction when you saw when you saw him in the suites? Ugh. Like I was just like I knew, like you said, we knew it was coming. We knew it was mm-hmm. bound to happen. But I also knew the, the internet would grasp it and like not let go. Yeah. Um, I think I was so excited about this because it was really, I think we talked about the first time Taylor Swift has had a relationship that like the general public was cheering for. Yeah. And it was like, this is the fastest way you could torpedo that is like having, I mean, we, we, we've chat, we've talked about Bernie Mahomes, so not, we don't need to get into that, but I mean, they had their little handshake, but then eventually he was in their handshake and I was just like, damn it. It got, he got even more involved. Like at first he was just kind of there and he looked like kind of surprised that Taylor gave him a high five. But then another video came out where he was a part of the handshake. Yeah. And that's when I was just like, oh, we can't, like, you can't even be like, Taylor didn't know he was there. Maybe (laughs) like, no. Yeah, no. Um, But yeah, I mean, like we said, I think Jackson is obviously, he's, his own person who makes his own choices and like if anybody should have to answer for some of his stuff i would say it's obviously him and patrick if patrick Mm -hmm. is funding his lifestyle but i don't know i just so many thoughts on it well there's a lot of thoughts and what i think that people need to understand is that patrick and travis both hang out with jackson And I'm not here to yuck on anybody's yum. I'm just here to give the reality of the situation is that he has not been like uncoupled from that group. I mean, Travis was with Jackson that night that he was in New York City. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he is still around and he obviously sexually assaulted a woman in a bar it's on camera it was horrible i mean there's video footage of it it's truly yeah it's truly awful and his behavior has been escalating i mean he's had incident after incident with wait staff and i think you know at first there was like this hope that he would learn from his mistakes but at this point he's super entitled and um really just needs to get completely out of the spotlight and take accountability and have some consequences for his actions and definitely since we are here giving the kansas city tea um i've heard a lot of terrible things about him anecdotally too so it's like kind of the inverse of britney mahomes like while i can sit here and rattle off all sorts of anecdotes of people who've had positive interactions with her i can also rattle off all sorts of anecdotes of people who have had like terrible interactions with Jackson Mahomes and yeah I think you know at the beginning the hatred for him it was a lot of the homophobia we touched on and you know Mm -hmm. and it was like oh he's doing his stupid little TikTok dances but like you said his behaviors just escalated like there's been no accountability it feels like like you said he hasn't he still hangs out with them and they aren't Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like holding him accountable and yeah I just it, I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets any, before anything changes. And that's just sad to say, but like you said, like if you haven't had any accountability, you've been given all this entitlement, mm-hmm. you're going to think you can like do whatever you want and walk on water. And I'm sure he's going to try. Yeah. And I think that we are also beginning to see what could be 
potentially the downfall of the Taylor and Travis thing. After like the excitement of this couple kind of mm -hmm. came out, like we're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, wow, Kansas City is making it really big. The world is watching Kansas City. Wow. It's also like, okay, this is like really oversaturated and like, wow, okay, like people are really tired of this. And okay, now everybody knows about Jackson Mahomes. Yep. <laughs> And then now, I mean, we have Kayla Nicole out here releasing statements. I'm sure mm -hmm. you saw about her having to unfollow Brittany, mm -hmm. which she said she is still close with Brittany. She, there's still a lot of love between all parties involved, but she had to do it for herself to move on, which totally makes sense. But yeah, it's crazy that she had to make a public statement. Like it's gotten that big and people didn't, I... Kansas city knew who she was, but like, you know, she she's never been like a huge household name and now she's out here releasing a statement about unfollowing someone on instagram like it's just bananas i know and she released that statement because people were badgering her about it you know she is caught strays with this like storm of media and public relations and stuff with travis and taylor and so yeah, I mean, people were badgering her. She was silent at first, and then she released a statement. And there were all sorts of just nasty comments in the Instagram story about how she's just looking for attention and how she's jealous. And I just need people to be honest with themselves and how they would be feeling if she if they were in her shoes okay like these are right. people and if we if you are somebody if you're a woman who has ever had kind of an on again off again is it going to happen is it not going to happen relationship like a roller coaster of emotions not necessarily the healthiest thing but i'll admit i've had those situations it's visceral Right. And like, like you said, she's a human being yeah. and her on again, off again, we don't know the details of when they were on or off really. And right. A lot of speculation around dates and stuff now, obviously mm -hmm. with Taylor Swift in the picture, but mm -hmm. you're this guy that you've been with on and off for five years starts dating the world's like number one or number two, depending on where you put her Beyonce biggest pop star. Like, right. She, yeah i mean with crazy stands crazy fans like mm -hmm. rabid they can be they and can be it's just like well what what you have to unfollow somebody for your own mental health at that point yeah they need to leave her alone and this is me this is my more cynical angle this week i i know that we're all loving the travis kelsey content and he's kind of a lovable goof but let's not put him on a pedestal y'all like let's not act like this man is the second coming of jesus and so i just i think that everyone is we're in this we're in our little love bubble with both Travis and Taylor. And I think we just like need to be grounded that um, they're not perfect. And this could come crashing down really, really fast. Yeah. What if this, I mean, what do you think, what kind of scandal could we get out of this? That would honestly be kind of a interesting twist in all of this. And I also was going to say when I was going on that weird monologue, I 
do low-key hope that Kayla Nicole has kind of a scandal moment since she's been getting all of this attention. I hope that, obviously, it's not the same as what happened to Ariana, but she has so much star power that if, you know, if people are accusing her of taking advantage of the attention, who fucking cares? I hope she does. I want her to take advantage of the attention. I want her to become super famous, not for being Travis Kelsey's ex, but for being Kayla fucking Nicole. So I really hope that that happens one. Yeah, she does have the power. I'm here for it. I would love to see, love to see that happen. I would too. Um, yeah, this could, how could this turn into a scandal? I don't know. I mean, there's already the speculation, um, and I have friends who are very, like, of this mindset that it's all a PR relationship. Um, a podcaster who I follow on Twitter and on Instagram who you all should listen to is called Who Asked Me? Um, she was totally snarking on Andy Reid's comments about Travis Kelsey's stats and like proof that that was PR. And I totally get that instinct. I do, but I just have a hard time thinking about Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, you know, like conspiring, conspiring about public relations and PR and stuff. Like I just, I honestly think that Andy Reid is just like having fun with it. Just like everyone. I, I love Andy Reid. Like he's so much fun. I'm sure he's just like this is fun attention. What can we yeah. say? What can we say about it? Like yeah, I'll eat this up. Like I just yeah. There's no way he's like running a publicity firm behind the scenes at the Kansas City like Arrowhead Stadium. No way. No way. But it's also fun to think about, and I I don't like blame people for thinking that and I just think it's one of those things only time will tell if they give us a scandal I mean hopefully it's hopefully it's a light-hearted scandal yeah. and nobody is like left too scorned and it's not anything like too heavy but hopefully it's like a fun scandal that we can snark yeah. about um if yeah, but like if Travis I I, I, I worry them in like a scandal situation like that would the world the world would burn like yeah there there's it could not be that kind of scandal yeah it would no. definitely have to be like a fun i don't know if it's fun is the right word but lighthearted, like a little bit lower stakes a lower stakes yeah yeah because if that if this relationship ends scandal style yeah the, the we wouldn't make it through watch out <laughs> kansas city like watch out. right the swifties are coming yeah <laughs> Oh, oh gosh. But other than that, um, I will say that I have to empathize with people who are getting burned out of the content because it's like getting very monotonous at this point. I mean, it's updates about her going out to eat and things like that. So I definitely understand the burnout, but um, I do hope it lasts at least through the Super Bowl because it's just, it's fun. Yeah. Agreed. I, yeah, I, it's, it is oversaturated. It's like, it was fun at first, like when the, yeah. NFL, or when the, you know, they like changed their names on their like Instagram bios, stuff like that. Like, I was like, oh, that's cute. But yeah. now it's like, okay, we, it, it, that's we get cool. it. Yeah, we, we get, get it. it. We get it. Like, I will say, I still don't mind the clips of her at the games. I still think that's fun. It's just yeah. like, it's everything else that's added on top of it that we've just got to. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's the clips of the games I think are great because like watching her and Brittany, the way that they cheer differently is really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I saw a tweet the other day and I laughed really hard because it was like Taylor Swift is one of us now. And it was her like when Brittany Mahomes is holding her baby and Taylor turned to her and like screamed at her. But it was like yeah. in the baby's face and they're like, oh, she screamed in a baby's face. She's part of Kansas City now. Yeah. And I was just like that. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> it really does. And I also loved the clip of just the contrasts of Brittany and Taylor's reactions to the same play because Brittany was clearly looking for the flag like all of us who right. watch football regularly. Like, oh, okay, was that really was that really that big of a – okay, good, no flag. Yeah, right. Um, Taylor lost her mind. <laughs> yeah, it was so, so funny. So yeah, you can tell Taylor's newer to football. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we welcome her with open arms too. To we do. Yeah. And the Swifties, we welcome everybody with open arms. We, yeah, um, we, just, we want everybody to get along, you know, and yeah. brings us together more than Bravo. Exactly. Um, so I know we did talk a little bit about bravo at the beginning um but i know we got we got our first episode of the roni reunion what mm -hmm. were your thoughts um i i was just a little underwhelmed and you know i am of two minds with roni i really think that this new cast does have potential but i just i didn't really get a lot out of the reunion i don't feel like i feel like the biggest thing we could have gotten out of it there was no follow-up to um with uba saying you guys didn't even want jenna lyons on the show and then andy just like kept things moving and i was like wait what what's the tea there what's that yeah it was a it was underwhelming. Um, you can tell that they're women who were not friends beforehand. So they like don't have like long history relationships and like mm -hmm. lots to go off of. So I'm hoping season two, now that there's some like, you know, kind of ground built and relationships. And like you said, you know, they have some of their allies and some of that shifting. I'm hoping the next season will get uh, kind of more more drama because I felt like this year it was just like all kind of made up trying to make a storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. hope that Jessel doesn't suffer the season two curse of being the season one fan fave and then having a fall from grace that we've seen with some other fan faves. Okay. So yeah. let's cross our fingers for Jessel. But I, I, I do hope that the whole cast comes back. I think that I think so too. Even though I didn't like them all, I think that we just need to explore what we already started. I mean, maybe add a chaotic friend of. Yeah, like more chaotic than Bryn, because Bryn just seems like fake chaos, you know? She is fake. I mean, she's so fun. She's so cute. But I, a, more chaotic. I think yeah. that Tinsley would be a great friend of. Somebody, oh, Lost Culturista Ooh. said Leah. And I was like, why Leah? Why not Tinsley? I think both would be a good option. I would love they to would. see Leah have a, because like people still love Tinsley, but there was so much hate towards Leah at the end. And I'm like, I would love to see her with this cast that would like understand her. Cause it was like the other yeah. women were just like her mom's age. Like, it just Yeah. There was a big disconnect there. Yeah. So, so I would like to see her get another chance kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would, I would love to see Tinsley back on literally any Housewives franchise. Like, yeah. 
we're in a city and I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's so cute. She's having her happy ending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we talked about Beverly Hills. I am cautiously excited about Winter House. And I was a hater at first, okay? I was like, I am never watching this again. I think we talked about that last week. Um, the first episode wasn't anything major. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm excited to see is how Danielle, you know, how she's able to present herself without Lindsay, without either being in Lindsay's shadow or being, you know, just desperate for Lindsay's attention. Yeah, I am very interested to see her kind of like operate number one without Lindsay and number two without Robert. Like mm -hmm. single Danielle was really fun. I mean, relationship Danielle was super fun too but like I just liked her more at the beginning and so I'm like hoping she kind of gets back to that um the preview made it seem like she's in a lot of drama though about the guys so that I'm not I don't know we'll see um we'll see I'd rather see her in guy drama though than whatever last season of Summer House was yeah that was not that was just like you could tell she was just like not in a clear headspace right um, so I'm hoping now that she's like away and just on a vacation for two weeks i'm i'm hoping for the best for her because she yeah. did have she has she's always had good moments she has um, she the has. last season was not it um i'm also excited to see tom schwartz on his own oh gosh i know but excited i know and i know that some people are so fatigued with scandal but i feel like we've had a little bit of a break from it mm -hmm. so it's kind of fun to be reliving it from all other bravo loves's eyes and lenses right. it's yeah. like it was kind of a nice surprise for me i was like it just took me back it was like nostalgia and it's only been what like not six seven months yeah <laughs> <laughs> crazy how fast it was like that this was like the week later yeah so I was like oh this is like this is when Tom Schwartz was like in the thick of a lot of it so yeah like, he had just done that awful watch what happens live appearance I'm sure like yeah before and yeah. so it's just like he is like walking into a lion's den and yeah also my maybe my favorite part is Malia and Katie having no idea what happened like <laughs> I know uh, they really just like live in their own little like remote world on boats I don't yeah. even know who Katie is by the way I there's like a very big division I feel like of the low deck watchers mm -hmm. and the rest of Bravo I watch both but I protested the rest of the below deck med seasons that Malia was on because justice for Hannah. So I was so mad after that and I didn't even watch it um, live. Like I was like behind a few years and I knew it was going to happen, yeah. but I was so mad. So I don't know who Katie is. She seems really cute and fun. Malia hasn't bothered me in a vacuum. Um, if I just like forget yeah. her below deck history. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give her a chance because yeah. I think she was better on Below Deck 2 when she wasn't in charge. Mm. Like, and I think that'll be a different dynamic for her is like, she's not running the place, you know, it's like, she's, she's just on a vacation with people. So I'm intrigued to see that kind of vibe with her. Get in there, get in on the drama. Yeah. yeah. I mean, create yeah. some drama. I love it. Yeah. Um, 
Him. We'll see that play out. I don't like the way he didn't answer that question, but we'll oh see. Oh my gosh. Are, are any of us surprised? Not at all. That's oh like God. another thing about like the pedestal rant I went on, which by the way, I think Travis Kelsey is a much better man than Corey Kiefer. Do not like think that I'm <laughs> making any comparisons, but I just feel like the way that we sort of put Corey on a bit of a pedestal in Summer House, or some people did because he was like fun and bringing the drama. It's just like, this is weird. Like he's not that great. No, he's got, he's got fuck boy vibes. So yeah. I'm just, I was not surprised I'm intrigued why she's not there already. Um, I know. But, yeah, drama when she shows up. So I'm, I'm very it. intrigued by, I mean, their piecemeal casting in general. I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm, I'm here for it. I, we needed a change. I didn't want to see yeah. like another micro season of Austin and Craig and Paige and like, no offense. Yeah. Um, and even like Lindsay and Carl, like I, we don't need a, like a filler micro season between these other big franchises. So yeah. switching it up is a good move. I um, it. I like it too. Um, but bring back family karma. That is yes. one of my favorites. I need, I need more family karma in my life all the time absolutely bring back family karma for sure um but yeah that kind of wraps up our bravo section i am so excited for miami is going to be on next week yes. after beverly hills oh my gosh what a night what wait. a night i will be busy um mm -hmm. we're gonna be back to southern Char i mean we had southern charm last week it was just very very heavy and I just can't even imagine um, going through that, let alone on national television. So it was very heartwarming to see the cast rally around Olivia. And from what I understand, Taylor loses her brother, too. Yeah, I, I don't think that happens while they're filming. I think it was yeah. post-filming, but Ugh, yeah. unfortunately, just... a terrible connection they end up with, which is crazy yeah. to think about like what they're going through or what they were going through before she got this news like yeah I just I couldn't imagine I couldn't either um but it looks like we're gonna get back into the drama tonight so excited to see how that plays out um but other than that Let's go ahead and close out and talk about what we're looking forward to sports-wise. Um, and I don't know, y'all. I mean, I still have a hangover from the adrenaline of this last weekend. So it's just like the high-level things for me this week. I want Nebraska football to go to a bowl game. So they just, I just want them to win. They play Purdue. I mean, every single game, it's like we just kind of limp along. We have literally no offense. Our yeah. defense is awesome. Um, we're in one of the worst divisions of college football, so that helps us out. It's like literally like a clown car. Um, Husker volleyball, they got to win the national championship. They won last week, so thank you, oh, whoever, they, like. Are they up to number one now? They're number one, number one of the country. They beat oh, Wisconsin in this thrilling, like, five-set game. I did not think they were going to pull it off because in the third and 
second and third set even the wisconsin girls were just like blocking us down um but we got our groove back and we came back and won we're gonna have to face them again and um, maybe even again but yeah for right now nebraska volleyball is on top i want them to win the national championship and i want chiefs to win a super bowl again i'm sorry non-chiefs fans i know you're sick of us but while we have patrick mahomes and travis kelsey that's going to be my goal and i I embrace the villain era of the Chiefs. I embrace the domination era of the Chiefs. Bring it on. Let's win another Super Bowl. Let's get more haters. And um, when we have our downfall, y'all can dance on our graves. As, you know, as the cycle goes with sports. Um, yep. Yeah, so I was too busy seeing friends last weekend to, like, pay attention or comprehend sports. I was uh, out in D.C. It was wonderful, beautiful fall weather. Glad I got that in before the snowstorm. Um, so didn't really pay attention, nothing to recap, uh, but K-State has their first matchup against the University of Houston, who is, again, new to the Big 12. Mm. Um, I don't know much about them, again, because they're new, haven't played them, re- I'm sure we've played them maybe at some point, I don't know. Um, but that'll be a fun game, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then the Steelers play the Jaguars on Sunday, and I realize that they are just a team that I forget exists until we play them i don't know what it is about like the jaguars and the titans like if i have to name all nfl teams i can probably get through 30 and those two just i forget about them that's so um, funny because trevor lawrence is kind of in that crop of you know hot shot quarterbacks yeah i kind of forgot about him once he went there (laughs) yeah watched him more in college than i watched him in the nfl honestly so yeah uh, yeah well I don't know. I don't know how that game will go. I have no idea how they are. So, um, Oh, my gosh, Allie. What if the Steelers and the Chiefs end up in the AFC championship game? I think there's a good chance the Chiefs will be there. I don't think there's a good chance yeah. the Steelers will be there based on the way they're playing. But... You think it'll be the Chiefs and maybe the Ravens or the Chiefs and or the Dolphins? Ugh. Dolphins, maybe. I don't yeah, maybe the Dolphins. I the really Bills. Like the, coach, the Bills, too. Are yeah. also, I know. They're weird hipster coach. I love him. Obsessed. Um, oh, my gosh. Anywho. Yeah, so excited for football this weekend. Get back in the groove, back in the swing of things. Still, like, coming down off vacation vibes. So, uh, I guess just weather out this storm now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, you stay safe and thank you all for listening and we will see y'all next week. See y'all next week.